Good evening and welcome to our Bible study. And this evening we're going to be looking at Revelation chapter 22, starting to read at verse 6. So Revelation 22, starting to read at verse 6. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers, the prophets, and of all who keep the words of this book. Worship God. Then he told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, because the time is near. Let him and who let him who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let him who is vile continue to be vile. Let him who does right continue to do right. And let him who is holy continue to be holy. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, sexually immoral the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves the practices, loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angels to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come, and whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The angel of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Let's pray before we look at this passage together. Our Father, we do thank you again for the time you've spent in this book of Revelation and the things that you have revealed to us. And we pray that we might go away rejoicing in what we have heard, that we might have that desire to continue to follow you and stay faithful until that day when you return. We come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, over this passage, I've titled it, Look, I Am Coming Soon. You might remember that last week we finished with the contrast between the old and the new creation. 
Revelation 22, verse 1 to 5, we learned that the first Adam brought death and the second, second Adam brought deliverance. We learned that there will be no curse, physical or spiritual, in the new creation. The throne of God and the Lamb will be there. The redeemed will see his face. And there will be no darkness. The Lord God will be the light. And we will reign with him forever and ever. And this evening, we're going to look at the final verses of the book of Revelation. That is, from verse 6 down to 21 of chapter 22. But before we do that, come with me back to the first chapter Revelation chapter 1. And in that opening verse of the book, John tells us that God had given him an insight into things that must happen. And these things were revealed to him by angelic guides and by the words of God and the words of Jesus. So, way back in verse 1 of chapter 1, the revelation from Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. Now, on our journey with John, he has seen visions of the fulfillment of the words of the Old Testament prophets, the words of John the Baptist, and the words that John himself heard from the lips of Jesus. This is the same John who saw the miracles, who heard the parables and who listened to the teaching of Jesus. And he could say to us in his gospel that Jesus did many other things as well. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Now in the closing verses of Revelation, John can confirm the truth of the things he's seen and heard. A truth that will give us confidence in what the Lord is saying to him. John, who heard Jesus say in answer to the question that Thomas asked, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So this is John, who was witness to Jesus, the Lamb of God who died on the cross. Witness to the risen Jesus who walked out of the tomb. Witness to Jesus the Christ who ascended into heaven. And now John is the witness who heard the words of Jesus as he speaks from his heavenly throne. So let's look at verses 6 through to verse 10. Verse 6 of Revelation 22. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angels to show his servants the things that must soon take place. You see, John can also bear witness to the words of the prophets who were led by the Holy Spirit to speak of things that were still to come. So verse 7. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. Well, this time when the angel said to John, Look, 
I don't think that the request was for John to divert his gaze to look at another vision, but for him to look through the eyes of his mind and consider the things that have been revealed to him, things that will lead him to the conclusion that Jesus was coming and that he was coming soon. The words, look, I am coming soon, should fill us with hope and expectation as we look forward to that day. Whenever and however it will be, it will happen, and it will happen soon. Let's just consider this phrase, it will happen soon. We look at him with regards to what Peter said. Peter's words in 2 Peter 3 verse 8. But do not forget this one thing. Dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. And you know, this phrase could also mean that when it does happen, although we don't know when, we know that it will be sudden and unexpected. And because of that, we are to be ready. So who is coming and who is he coming for? Well, the one who is coming is Jesus, the bridegroom, and he's coming for his bride. These words not only give us confidence in who Jesus is, they remind us of our commitment that we have towards God. As in these few words in, in this verse, we're reminded of the commitment we have towards God and we are also urged to keep the words of the prophecy. You know, I wonder if John would call to mind the words that he heard Jesus say as he prepared John and his disciples for what lay ahead of them when he would not be with them in person. Words that have been passed down to us today by John in his gospel. John 14 verse 5 If you love me, keep my commandments. So let's go to verse 8 of our chapter. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things, and when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. Now we know that John is committed to being a faithful witness to God's words, but he makes the mistake of offering worship to the messenger. And this is the second time that he's done this. The first time was in Revelation chapter 19. And we read in verse 10 of that chapter, At this I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. That rebuke that John had, he now has the same rebuke in the passage we're looking at this evening so verse 9 we read but he said to me do not do that I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll 
worship God. So this is a warning. It's a warning to us as believers. You know, by all means, give credit where credit is due. And certainly give encouragement to all the servants of the Lord. But our worship is to be to God and to God alone. I want us to just listen to the words of the Apostle Paul as he spoke to the believers in Corinth. He said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 to 7. For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? What? After all, is Apollos and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you come to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each his task, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. So that is Paul speaking to the believers. Listen to what he said when he spoke to the non-believers in Lystra. You can read about this in Acts 14, verse 13 through to 15. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought balls and wreaths to the city gates because he had the he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. So here at the end of Revelation it is, is an exaltation to us and encouragement to us to worship God. We also read here in these verses that this book of Revelation must be kept open. It's there to be read. Verse 10. Then he told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll, because... The time is near. The command is that these words of the book of Revelation are not to be concealed. And that is unlike some of the Lord's words to the prophet Daniel. I want to go to Daniel 12 verse 4. But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. So, in Daniel's day, the people were not ready to hear these words, words that would only confuse them as they would search for answers. We go to Daniel 12, verse, verse 9. He replied, Go your way, Daniel, because the words are rolled up and sealed until the time of the end. Now, that time is here. It is the time for the world to hear from John about the time of the end. Daniel 8 verse 26. The vision of the evening and morning that has been given you is true. But seal up the vision for it concerns the distant future. Daniel's words were true. But they 
some of those words were about the distant future. The distant future is, look, I am coming soon, as revealed to us in the book of Revelation. The words of Daniel, words that would not be fully understood in Daniel's day, but would be understood by those who would live after the death and resurrection of Jesus. Hence, the many allusions in the book of Revelation to the Old Testament prophecies. Prophecies from the likes of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, Zechariah, and many other Old and New Testament references that are found here in the book of Revelation. And this is why the Apostle Paul said this to the church at Ephesus. We read this in Ephesians 3, verse 2 to 6. Surely you've heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I've already written briefly in reading this. Then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ which was not made known to people in other generations as it has been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. You know, this is what's been revealed to us in the book of Revelation. God's church, God's united church, Jew and Gentile, all who will come. So let's go to Revelation uh, uh, 22, verse 11. And here's a warning. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Now, we need to think about these verses. And some of the things we need to realize is that these verses don't mean that salvation is not available to all. Because scripture is clear that salvation is available to all who will come. This verse here doesn't mean that salvation can be lost because scripture is clear. Once saved, you cannot lose your salvation. It does mean that there will be some who will accept Jesus as saviour, but others will refuse to accept him as their saviour. Here's a word uh, from Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Salvation is secure for the true believer, and judgment is certain for the counterfeit believers, such as those who are within the churches, even today. And revealed to us in Revelation chapters 2 and 3 are some of these things that the church needs to look out for. To the church at Ephesus, Jesus said, I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. To the church at Smyrna, he said, I know about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are 
a synagogue of Satan. In Pergamon, there are some among you who hold the teachings of Balaam. Balaam, the false prophet. You also have those who hold to the teachings of the Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans who were distorting the meaning of the gospel. And the church of Thyatira. You tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed to idols. You know, we have similar words in the book of Daniel, Daniel 12, verse 10. Many will be purified, made spotless and refined, but the wicked will continue to be wicked. None of the wicked will understand, but those who are wise will understand. So let's go on in Revelation chapter 22 and look at verse 12 through to 21. And here we have both an invitation and a warning. Verse 12, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. One of these rewards, well, these rewards are more than likely the, the blessings of salvation. And the knowledge of this should motivate us, his people, motivation for the believer, but also the wrath of God. And that should be a warning to those who refuse to believe. In the next verse, verse 13, we have a theme that we've seen all the way through the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation is founded on this. It's founded on who God is. It's founded on the holiness of God. And so we have the repeat of this verse here in verse 13 I am the Alpha and the Omega the first and the last the beginning and the end this next verse 14 brings to us the blessedness of the believer blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city and then we have verse 15 the condemnation of the false teachers Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, and sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Now let's just stop for a moment. We had a mention there of the dogs. The mention of dogs is a reference that was used by the Jews to describe false teachers that were within the church. Now, the Apostle Paul uses this when he warns against those who teach a false gospel. Philippians 3, verse 2. This is Paul speaking. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same thing to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. And he goes on in that same passage down to verse 18 through to 21. For as I've often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there the Lord Jesus Christ, 
who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. These are words that we need to take on board, particularly in the days in which we live, particularly in the country we live, that was once referred to as a Christian country. And many still claim to be Christians, but are far from Christ. So let's go to verse 16 and 21 of Revelation 22, where we have words from the one who is sovereign. And again, the holiness of God, the sovereignty of God is the theme right the way through this book of Revelation. Verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. The deity of the one who has spoken. The first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. Who is he speaking to? He's speaking to you and I. He's speaking to the church. So verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes Take the free gift of the water of life. So the last few verses of Revelation 19 through to 21. This is an exhortation. What does that word exhortation mean? If you go in the dictionary, it says it means emphatically urging us to do something. Yeah, that. Emphatically urging us to do something. So verse 18. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. John is being an example to us as he encourages us to be like him. And what is he? He's a faithful witness to the truth, a truth that must not be interfered with or changed. Verse 19. And if anyone takes the words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which he describes in this scroll. This is a warning to those who turn the truth into something that will allow the devil to undermine the church, that will allow God's word, God's teaching to be distorted and twisted. And also will turn people away from the gospel. Galatians 1 verse 6 to 9. Paul's words again. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we've already said, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than 
what you accepted. Let them be under God's curse. You know, after going through the book of Revelation, we know that we will not understand everything that has been said. We may even have different points of view on various parts of what we have read, but any conclusions that we might reach must be based on what God is saying to us in his word. And any speculation or theories that we might have, they must be in tune with the firm evidence that we have in the testimony of, first of all, God's written word. We know what Timothy said about God's written word. He said, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And then, the living word. The words of John, again in 1 John, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You see, the words of this book are to be a revelation of God's glory, an inspiration to the believer, and a warning to those who are still outside of Jesus Christ and his gospel. So the final day of the Lord is at hand and the cry from heaven is verse 20 and 21 He who testifies to these things says Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Father, we just thank you for the time we spent in this book of Revelation. And yes, it is beyond our full understanding. But our Father, we can understand enough to know the truth of what you are saying, that you are coming soon, and that we need to be ready, because the day of judgment will be here. But our Father, we thank you that those of us who claim your name will be with you, and so we can say, come. Lord Jesus, come. Amen.